Very good. Oh, man. Matt, it's yes, sir. Christmas, New Year's. It's 2019. It we are recording this right after the New Year. It's 2019. I hope you guys had a great holiday. I got my Christmas socks on. Oh, yeah? You got Christmas oh, socks? Oh, yeah. I love you know, You know good. you're in your 40s when you're happy about getting socks. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's true. I guess. I guess it is like the little things now. You know, I did not get. I gave socks, but I did not get socks. I'm just jaded. I gave my I, wife a, a pair of socks. Um, <laughs> uh, on the bottom of the, uh, you got to read them both, right? Yeah. But it says, "If you can read this, get me wine." Oh, nice. And it's on the like sole of the. Sock. It's on the sole yes. of the feet. So very you know. good. Very um, good. All right. So. Uh, Holidays are over. Yes. We had a little bit of a break in terms of uh, episode releases. We did. Um, I don't, this is not going to go out right away, right? We have a little bit of a back catalog that's going to go out well, before this Well, we do, one. but I thought, I mean, not really, just of many things. I thought this would, this oh. one would go Friday, you know, I since thought, we're Did we put it. out Chelsea Wolf yet? Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Because right. <laughs> I know that the because I know I put up the one with Sean where we talked about. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we released flag, Chelsea. So. I don't think we've released Chelsea Wolf yet. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the next one. Uh, Shit. So, listeners, if you're listening to this now, uh, you'll probably catch this after we do our Chelsea Wolf episode, which we recorded before the holiday. Um, yeah, we have. I'm just checking. We haven't released the. Uh, I'm checking too. Here we go. Yeah. Let me look Should we up. start this episode over? Let me look up. No, no, not at all. We yeah, the last thing we, we released was Matt and Kim. Oh, you're right, Matt and Kim. Okay, listen, we're we're an open book. That's true. If you're listening to this, Fucking if you've made it uh, thirty episodes into this podcast and you <laughs> think that we're organized and intelligent, then yeah, come on. you are the problem, not us. You know, I wouldn't say you're a problem. I would just say. No, thank you for supporting the podcast. Look, it's confusing, podcasting. Hey, can I ask you a question, a though? Yes. What's your name? I'm Jason. You're Jason. I'm Matt. We started this podcast because we love talking about music. We love listening to records. Uh, maybe not the best records. Maybe not the worst records. Just things that we're interested in. Um, yeah, what do you think about that, Jay? I think that's accurate. And what's the <laughs> name? What's the name, Matt? Oh, I didn't load in an effect. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we listen to records. Yes. Oh, that was a cool one. We got to use that one. Oh, uh, and you know That's what? That's number I, nine. I told myself I'm I'm, work, I'm still working on many versions of theme songs, but you know what? Whatever. Yeah, we're like 40 episodes into the podcast. Again, you know, like theme still songs. unorganized. But um, I am excited to talk about Them or Us too. Them or Us too. Here, um, pick a track. Let's hear something. Okay, I think, I was just trying to think before we started talking what would be a good one. I mean, the first track, I guess, I guess it's a good enough place to start, uh, and I don't even know how to say this, Eudaimonia. All right. Here it is.
So this is the first track off yes, of the sir. album Remain from 2015 by Them Are Us 2. Them Are Us 2. Uh, so last episode we talked about Chelsea Wolf. I guess yes. that episode will drop this Friday the 5th. And um, then the one we're recording right now will come out the week later. Um, but we were listening to Chelsea Wolf, and then you got to pick three at the end, right? Yes. And this was one of the ones that you picked that I did not know. Yeah. I've never heard this band before. Yeah. Um, so, you know, can you tell okay. me why, in relation okay, to Chelsea yes. Wolf, that you, you pulled this one? Absolutely. So to me, this this is a, I guess, where, whereas like I wasn't connecting as much to Chelsea Wolf and that sort of imagery and stuff, I, I, the the like. Her to me, to was me, this is more goth, right? It's like it's like the difference between having a punk band that's very, um, uh, your idea of what punk should be, versus a band that's punk like uh, Beat Happening or something that's so not the traditional kind of punk that you're right. like, yeah, this is punk because it's just doing what it wants to do, and that's what punk is to me. Sure. And like, like I, I guess, I guess the the heavy, heavy goth theatrics are so heavy with Chelsea Wolf right. that I well, have you're, trouble you're, you're talking getting about, like, beyond. You're, you're, you're talking about the difference between like rancid versus fugazi. Like, one I didn't want to go spiked. that far. I don't want to go that far. That's because no, that's but, not nice. But that is that, <laughs> sure. But that is that is theatrics versus reality. I right? guess. Like, I guess. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's I, like the yeah the theatrics or the. Um, the yeah the performance well, aspect the so the image, I don't know anything about this band so tell me about yeah. the okay. MRS too tell okay. me what you know well what uh, so for me this is like this is the homemade sort of very sincere like result of goth comes out into them or us too in two thousand well this was released in. Maybe, actually, I don't know. The last couple of years, let's say. <laughs> um, because, so basically, Cash Askew and Kennedy Ashland grew, were, I don't know if they grew up in Oakland, but they were both in Oakland, maybe going to school. I have a feeling this is another art school band. I'm like 99% sure. So so they're in the, the Bay Area, and in 2009, they got together because I think um, Cash was at a... Uh, a bir- one of a birthday party of Kennedy's and made like a goth mix and uh, I guess Kennedy kept coming over saying like what is this you know like oh my god I can't believe you like these guys or whatever and they just ended up talking and and there and another you know this part of the country is not known for its like shoegaze kind of dream pop uh, sure. whatever so they had all these interests in, in this kind of sound and were like just immediately formed a band I think not really having done so in the past and and from my understanding it's it's mostly Cash doing sort of the arrangement and the guitar and keyboard stuff and then Kennedy singing and over this and she does have an incredible vocal for for this this style and they did this record when they were when they were 21, and uh, and then the following year, uh, Cash uh, died in that that uh, ghost ship fire in Oakland at 22. Oh, crazy, yeah. Wow. So basically, this was their only record, and they she put out um, Kennedy put out a record after this called uh, Amends, 
which is like the stuff they were working on and demos and stuff. But basically, sure. oh wow! So I didn't. That wow, was that's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It was really, really fucking crazy. And I remember finding out. I think I had heard about them through this record label, um, DS Records, who just has a lot of this type of like very. Um, I don't know, I feel like they're kind of like Sacred Bones or something in that they tend to focus on shoegaze, got, I don't know, I don't even know what's called all this stuff now, but like, it's, you know, uh, keyboardy vocal kind of stuff. So, sure. um, so I always sort of keep an eye on them, and when they say they have a new release, I'm, I'm always like checking it out um, just to see. And some of it hits, and some of it's like, whoa, this is, like, I don't know where this is coming from. But, uh, but this was just one of those things I was like, this is like, I kept coming back to it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm into this. This is reminding me of stuff on capture tracks like Blouse or, uh, or, or Lust for Youth or Ashray Facts, oh, yeah. which are like, so I guess I, what I love the most about it is it's really wearing its, um, production on its sleeve in a way. It's like, it's like, yeah, we have some Casio keyboards and cheap drum machines but we are going to work within those limitations to create this record. You know what I mean? We're not like uh, held back by it, it, like use it as a uh, as a positive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of like um, it turning into uh, sort of stereotypically what you would think of this sounding like. I don't know. Sure. There's something something about this. Like this isn't necessarily shoegaze to me, but there is a huge amount of like instru- sort of dreamy instrumentation happening in the background. But it, her mm-hmm. vocal is very like. I mean, this is no you know my bloody Valentine where it's ambiguous vocals at all. This is like I I'm exactly you know I, I have a really strong point of view and you know a lot of these songs are about loss and and obviously and like right other thing you know sort of love and and that kind of thing but it's but in the way that it is uh um hmm, i don't know where i'm, where I'm going with this <laughs> exactly yeah i mean it's i like it's dreamy etherealness yeah um you know i like that it's um complex you know, the first time I listened to it, it, it's it's not really my style of music that I right. tend to listen to. It, it no. slides into the background very easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trying to honestly trying to pay attention to it for this podcast was a little hard because it just it 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 actually it kind of hits the right sweet spot for me. Of it slides into the background, but it's also dark enough and quirky enough. Mm-hmm. Like like I like when I get pop music or something that's meant to kind of do that, I get a little annoyed. Yeah. Just because it's just, I'm just, I'm just not interested in that. Right. So I, this one somehow found a, a way to be both interesting and also slide into that background space. You know, this would be really yeah. good. Um, well, it's like, you know what it is? It's like a, it's, it's setting a tone. Like I, I always think about this so much when watching, you know, film or or whatever. Is like how much that tone is affected by sound, obviously. And, and especially soundtrack oh, yeah. or, or, or uh, yeah, soundtrack or, or even just the song. Oh so, God. so for me, like this is very specific tonal yeah. music. No, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, well, but, I mean, an area where you and I both work, but last yeah. year, about a year ago, I edited a film, a yeah. feature 
and it was shot in Iran. The film was in Farsi. Yeah. And other than some of the basic sync sound, I mostly cut the film silent. Um, okay. As, wow. So my experience yeah. is the editor was mostly silent. Yeah. Um, and then it, you know, it went off. I did the color work, etc. But it, the, yeah. it went off to the sound designer who did this, the the layers of sound, yeah. and then the musicians who did the music. Yeah. So um, when it came back to me and I started actually layering in the sound, it was the first time that I got the picture that I knew so well Yeah. with this whole other scape. And it is, you know it, but I keep relearning this lesson. Yeah. That, like the experience of the sound really made the world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like this, you know, if I was going to create a psychological space in my life. Yes. You know, that I needed a certain set of emotional complexities to work for me yeah this album would be a great way of getting there really quickly i get yeah like what is that like, track from uh uh lost in translation is it jesus and mary chain oh maybe i don't know A- anyway there's there's that one song that i'm always like oh right this is the go-to like shoegaze song i mean this is right. the one everybody knows and for me this whole record sort of like spins off of a single like feel the feel of that track mm-hmm. and but but in in 2000 you know whatever 11 9 sure. 2010 well here and, let's we listen to yeah. uh records um sorry i cut off your thought there finish your thought no 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 that's what this one track was making me think and i just wanted to yeah crank this one yeah. up us now us now crank it this girl Rachel you remember Rachel yes yes and uh, like I was really into punk and metal and that kind of yeah. stuff right industrial yeah. music is the yeah. early 90s um, and I remember asking her what kind of music she was into yeah and she said oh I like I like goth music yeah I'm like okay that's cool uh, what are like some of the 
you know the bands that you listen to what is some of the music that you listen to yeah and and so she gave me this list that was you know like the cure yeah um joy division which may not have actually been a goth band but um i mean the Smiths, that's the beginning Sisters of how sure and so i remember I, I got as much of that as i could i borrowed a bunch of music from her and i remember listening to it all and trying to find the thread that that connected it, right? Uh, yeah. Because like when you listen to, you punk, can't find I mean, a thread it, there. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> were like, you having a hard time connecting? Well, I mean, other than the fact that it was fucking depressing, depression thread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's depressing. Yeah. But musically, yeah. there's not a lot that. It's true. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of things that you could call goth. Yes, yes. Right? I Whereas, think like, that's its I problem. Like with punk, or you know, well, three chords and a screaming dude. In the 80s, yes, you know. Yes, I mean, punk spirals out in its own way. But, right, you right. know, more or less, three chords and a screaming dude, you, you know what you got, right? Metal is pretty clear. But, like, with goth, it's, it, the, the, the tie that binds it all together is not musical. It's, it's more emotional. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, you could call this a goth album. You well, could call well, this you, sort of a, like an anthematic album. Yeah. I mean, if you, it, it's, it's. The sadness and melancholy of the lyrics are what make it goth. I don't think. Well, it's funny because I was just thinking about like the the polar opposite of this is something like Skinny Puppy, which I guess was it industrial goth, but it sure. was definitely like in that camp of like, oh right, this is this is like black eyeliner, you know, trench yeah. coat music. At least back in the day. <laughs> well, again, there's also you know, there's, there's like, like this style and there's substance. There's there's right. Chelsea Wolf and her crazy yes. outfits yes. and yes. and you know and the, it's not it's not such a style versus substance argument that I'm saying with Chelsea Wolf. I guess I'm saying personally, I tend to gravitate towards something more subtle, that's more that just feels more sincere to me. That doesn't have the 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 trappings of. All these other things. I, I, I am very, uh, not cautious, but like suspect of that when it is so like uh, focused well, me, on the other things, Any, but everything but the music, you know? I'm like, oh, I don't, sure. know, I don't know about this. I, mean, I, I would say Chelsea Wolf is definitely focused on the music, but um, yeah, no, I, right. if I, I don't want to say that either. If I was a 16-year-old girl, which yes. I am clear, clearly not. Okay, you know, like, you know the pulse if, of the sixteen-year-old girl. If I was a sixteen-year-old girl, <laughs> okay, yes, I think that I would buy Chelsea Wolf, yes, as inspiration for my outfits and lifestyle to let the world know she is a lifestyle. That's that's what it is. You're right. She but is. Then a I'd go home and I'd listen to them or us too. Right. Well, I would. You would probably graduate to them at some point. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Down yeah, the this, road. This is the like, like now that I've got the right hair and the right makeup and the right clothes. See, I wonder you if get like, the better music. if Chelsea Wolf isn't that entry point of like Tori Amos or Annie DeFranco, where it's like, yeah, okay, cool. These girl, yeah, they're doing some awesome, cool girl stuff. Right. And then later, you're you're sort of like. Okay, well, that was like my 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 introduction to sure. that kind of a singer songwriter world of you know of something other than my experience, right? right? Sure. You and start so off listening can, to Rancid because you, know, you like the spiked no. hair and the stupid leather jackets, but then you end up listening to Fugazi and Agnostic Front because that's the actual good stuff. The the staying power of their I don't know. It, listen, I don't, I don't want. Like, I, I don't know why I'm like dissing Rancid. I don't really care about them either way, but. I know. I just I went. Well, that's the thing. The I don't style over substance thing. That's all. I, well, I don't, and I don't want to 
say that about Chelsea Wolf necessarily. You know, I just yeah, I like her. It's a lot. just the way that I'm sort of maybe the way that I'm pigeonholing it. Sure. Well, I feel like, like we keep comparing this album to something that I don't know that they want us to compare it to. But what I find interesting who, about uh, who, Them uh, or Us Too, what I find that, interesting about Them or Us Too is yeah. the um, the clearly like synth drum underneath. Yes. Takes this to a different place for me. Okay. Right. It because it, it's not like um, industrial. It's not. It's 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 like a half step above Casio keyboard. Yes. Sort of. Yes. Which gives everything. It's like um, if it was all heavy and all like dense, this would be a really hard record to listen to. Yeah. But that like little cheesy is the wrong word. But like, you know what it is? I feel like this is the audio equivalent of, or this is the goth equivalent of lo-fi. Sure. Right? Like it's not actually like lo-fi in the Lou Barlow way or Mountain Goats way. It's the lo-fi goth way, which is really own those, those stereotypical 808 drum sounds yeah. that are just like, you know, the, the so far removed from an actual hitting of an instrument that right. you just you just own that sort of foreignness or, or weirdness about it and go all in and then you make yeah. the rest of this crazy I guess, I guess my point is that yeah undermines the gothiness in just a tiny little way oh really that makes me want to listen to this okay okay right? I mean I, we keep coming back to Chelsea Wolf but I think your biggest yeah. complaint about her was that everything was all in on the gothiness. And that turned you off because I it was get just, over it, the it was just so dense. Side. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I know. Uh, Sorry. We listen to records. We don't fucking look at records. <laughs> Start your own goddamn podcast <laughs> called "I Like to Look at Records" or something. If that's you're going to be your problem. Oh. But um, but my point is, the the use of that that synth drum and yes. the keyboard part that came in and that first song that we listened to. Yeah. There's something about that. It 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 cuts through the heaviness. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like a little like lime right. juice on like a on a heavy meal. It just I, I it's like you. it's a little 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 sp- like sprite of happiness. It's a lightness in all of this heavy, like you're saying, heavy dark material. There there is this like kind of playfulness or like just or I guess it, it's sort of defying expectation a little bit. We're not going into the like dark. Everything's dark and heavy. It's it's like kind of. Uh, yeah, it's like lighter than you expected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pick a track. Let's listen to something. Okay. Oh, uh, what I was going to say is that Lost in Translation track I'm thinking of is like, just like Honey, right? Oh, yeah. Right? So Which We so need this to do to me, a full Jesus and Mary Chain episode at some point, oh, by yeah, the way. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We could do Honey's Dead. We could do yeah, Automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do any or number Psycho of Jesus Candy, right? I mean, that's like... Yeah, I mean, I know you, you like Psycho Candy way more yeah. than I do. Um, or fuck barbed wire kisses. That's what I want. Oh to do. shit! That was like mind blowing to me when I well, first maybe, heard that. Maybe we, maybe we just do a whole like two hour mega this. episode and just do every Jesus about Mary Jesus. Mary. Maybe yeah. Fucking yep. Yeah. So right, well, so to me that crank, sorry. well to me that track was like this album is sort of because it's because it's very slow and kind of plodding and there isn't anything that's you know like an upbeat. Even the Cure had their like sort of 
almost dancey side. So this right. was this is this is like just like Honey to me, all this whole album where it's just floating along, kind of very slow. It's like that slow shoegaze, which I guess My Bloody Valentine sort of hit hit too, but which I love. I just love this kind of this. Well, this again, doesn't have that, that wall that of sound that My Bloody Valentine. It does. Now. Well, that one Us Now track did where it really starts getting into like yeah, yeah, yeah. a big sort of huge sound in this, in this chorus. But like this track is is um, not doing that as much, but um, it just has that tonal feel of, of, of Just Like Honey, the whole thing for me. Sure. Which I will Well, here, pick a, pick a track. Um, I'm going to pick Creepy Love. All right, I let's, like that uh, song name. Let's play it. I mean, it's four and a half minutes, so I don't know if we'll play the whole thing, but let's yeah, play yeah. a fair chunk of this thing. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. That's a real drummer, by the way. Sorry, man. <laughs> well, it's anyway. Back to creepy love. I mean, I yeah. love how it starts. That yeah, play that, that play yeah, that this. play that beginning again. Because that's that Peter Hook, Joy yeah. Division, early New Order baseline. Well, I'm that's even thinking God of like as it fucking comes right well, there. Well, I'm even thinking of like disintegration and like oh yeah, the, all of those baselines that I remember trying to play forever <laughs> but like that it's like that chorusy you know very water yeah. underwater kind of bass sound that yeah but it's, it's like it's like lost great. souls from joy division yeah yeah right. you know or even a little bit like love will tear apart i mean it's it's just yeah. it, it it hits all of those sweet spots where you're like yeah. i know exactly what you're doing but then the drums are so like we we're saying before like this weird and i i like how they're 
they're just different than you get with this sound, mm, right? Mm. They hang out separately. Yeah. Her vocals are in this gothy, ethereal space. It's right. kind of like mid Susie and the Banshees or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and you get this kind of Joy Division-y, Cure-y, chorus-y bass thing. I mean, they're just, yeah. they're, they're mixing the right combo of references in interesting new ways. Yeah, and I mean, I think that they're also just dealing with the practicality of it being the two of them and right, we're going right. to play this live and it's funny because they did end up playing with a lot of punk bands mm-hmm. and and getting a lot of like weird shit for that because it was like well we're just not able to play with anybody else except the punk scene is sort of like our people even though that's like weird right. but so they had you know it was it was like uh, you know the, like in spite of everything they've they came up with this band and, and well, um, I mean I, th- I think it's interesting like this came out in 2015 yeah. you know and sadly one of the members you know passed away that's I mean that's terrible yeah um, but it does it does raise the question like I don't know if I were to go out now and like is there a clearly defined punk scene no I don't think there no, is I think it's right, fractioned or like a million things there's no clearly defined metal scene anymore right, like right like there's a there's you know I was looking into I love the year end list where it's you know all yeah. these people put out there like best metal albums of the year best yeah. this, best that and I start yeah. going through it and, and there was one that I won't say the name here because I'd love to do it well I will uh, the new uh, record from Death Heaven was on everybody's oh, yeah. list yeah uh, totally. what's it called yep. Ordinary something um, yep uh, hold on I can pull it up it's um, anyway that it was on like everybody's list yeah and I just kept thinking like okay you know I love a good post metal album like great uh, what's it called ordinary corrupt human love is the new album and by the way Chelsea Wolf is on it um, okay listen she's working with all kinds of everybody. interesting people so I, I'm so I yeah. popped this thing on like it's metal sure yeah I it is such a stretch to call it anything that I would recognize as like the metal I grew up with. Yeah. Like Metallica. Right. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and there's post metal and there's black metal and there's this and there's that. I just feel like there's so many, like you pick a genre and it's so fractured. right? Yes. Yes. But then you get like goth in, in the them are us to Chelsea Wolf. Like this is a, uh, a, because it's not a musical style, it's an emotional yeah. effect of music. Yeah, is weirdly identifiable and weirdly robust in 2015. Yeah, 2016, right. 2017, 2018, now 2019. Because it's not tied as much to like what the instruments are doing. I mean, I guess there's always money to be made singing to depressed high school girls. That's so fucking cynical. That's, that's uh, the most asshole oh, thing I'm going to say all week, and it's only <laughs> fucking Wednesday. But oh, you know what I mean? Fuck. Like, I mean, I think depressed high school kids are a permanent evergreen market, man. It, you and I are in the wrong business. We should be, like, cashing in on them. No, but um, I think you're right in that things are fracturing down to an insane level to the point where there's never going to be that those cultural touchstones of like oh yeah remember how great uh thriller was or whatever that's just gone those days are gone well i think think that's why that i think that's why the costuming and the theatrics have become such a big deal right like Mm -hmm. i think i've mentioned before uh one of my students she graduated a couple years ago moved out to la and is, is trying to launch a music career yeah and if you were to just listen to her music it's kind of like poppy, dancey, maybe a little dark, but right. not 
like, I mean, if you just popped on the songs, you'd be like, eh, it's kind of a, it's like a club hit, right, maybe. Right. But then she goes all in with the costuming and the crazy makeup and the yeah. like goth this and yeah. the weird contact lenses in the, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. And so she's famous, famous. She's building a career, I should say. Yeah. And touring and, and putting out these records as this like goth pop, you know, wannabe diva. Uh-huh. But it's all in the in the costuming. And even like you go to her website and it's like it's all hairspray and lipstick. It's like you I think some people need that to access the music because things are so fractured. You like the reason you don't like Chelsea Wolf is the visual is off putting before you get to the music. I guess. Yeah. But for someone who like needs to know what they're getting in a market that's saturated with a million different things and fractured in a different way, especially I think for kids, you know, having an upfront like obvious this is what I'm gonna get when I buy yeah, this thing. Yeah. Or this is the identity that I plug this into. Yep. You know, I think that that's just kind of the world we live in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is, I guess. Yeah. I mean it's the world you and I grew up into. Twisted Sister didn't look that way just because they looked that way. Right. I mean metal looked a certain way because well, rap, you know, you know I mean, well, run DMC Nirvana, looked a certain Nirvana way. looked a certain way because they didn't supposedly didn't give a shit. But right. uh, yeah. but it's that's still a that's still a choice that's still a way of presenting yourself. I'm not saying it's definitely a part of the picture. I guess yeah. I, like I said, I just get really suspect, and maybe it's from coming from a time where all you had to do was look the part, right? And then people were like, oh, you know, whatever, yeah, and, and it's but you know, but then again, like I say that, but then again, I'm sure that's what. Uh, somebody could say about my some of my musical choices in high school, like The Smiths or The Cure I mean, or whatever. It's like, oh, you just like them because the, the this of the whole hair and the style. look, yeah. and you know, maybe that's not wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't. <laughs> it think just happens ever to been, still be good. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure there was a moment in history where you know people didn't care what Bach looked like or whatever, but yeah. you know, I definitely think since the MTV era, since Video Killed the Radio Star. <laughs> but I mean, you could go back even even further since the time yeah. of like the big live show, the concert video, you know, Woodstock. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how far back you have to go, but I'm sure, you know, people were going to jazz concerts in the 30s and dressing like those guys because they were inspired by the, Yeah, there's that a scene. Lifestyle. There's a there's yeah. a whole lifestyle that goes along with any scene. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would like to think me being at the age that I am in this, you know, year, for me it's more interesting to have an artist not wear that stuff on their sleeve and just like sure. end up sounding like that but but oh. being but being a very average person in a way, that does more for me. I don't know why. Because it's sure. it's more relatable, I guess, where I'm like, oh wow, yeah, these guys are Oh, that guy's in Pelican? Awesome. Yeah, that, that's like... Well, I mean, I think we do <laughs> listen to a lot of bands where they, they just show up wearing the jeans and the t-shirts that they would normally be I guess wearing. so. I guess maybe that's so, what it is. Anyway, let's, um, let's listen to one more track and we'll wrap up this okay. episode. Um, let's listen to a little bit of whatever's going on right now. Crank it. Yeah, I like this one. The guitars, I think, are great in this. What's this one called? 694 MI. You know what that is? That's like that, um, what's that Smith's, like, How Soon Is Now kind of sound? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those sound like real drums. Finally. 
Amazing at the end, yeah. This is yeah. the best. But I love uh, that. I love that they're wait. They wait just for the final, you know, moments of the song. You know, it's not like just this hasn't been it. happening the whole time. So it, it's, it gives you more of a. It is this album does gets crazier. Build. Yeah, I mean, if you the first time I listened to it, I listened to like the first three tracks, and then I got, had to go do something else, mm-hmm. and I had in my head an idea of what it was. Right, but right, really, right. like when you around track six creepy mm-hmm. love yeah and seven it goes way up and then it goes way down for the last track yeah it's a it's a weird um it's a weird arc um so jay final thoughts on them are us two remain sure i love that this kind of thing is being done in you know currently or was you know sadly but uh actually kennedy ashland just has started working solo as a project called srsq um, I don't know what that's like. I haven't listened to it, but I heard that she's been putting out some records under that, which which is which I don't know honestly. I, I have no idea where that could go because I think for so much of this for me was was Cash Cash's arrangements and instrumentation with her mm-hmm. sort of providing vocals on top of it. So I don't know what her own sort sure. of aesthetic would be like. Although it was the two of them. So right, anyway. Right. Could be interesting. Just one of those things that's you know, this is it, it's tragic on a lot of levels. This record, and uh, yeah, sadly, you know, it came to this after the fact. Um, but I love that it was it was done in this time, and that this sound is still happening, and that this genre is still can be interesting, and yeah. uh, more than just like the goth night at your local whatever <laughs> bar. You know, it's like this stuff is happening, and and in and, and, ev- and evolving and is inter- you know so yeah so that's awesome and and that's it love it all right Kennedy we're just here for the music oh we yeah. like what you do <laughs> okay you have to we uh we're, we're we're talking about records yes uh, we don't own the rights to this no. and we know that and we're not here to make money off of your hard work so go get uh, it please from don't go get it from DS Records D-A-I-S. yeah go pay for this yeah um but uh, please don't sue us if you want us to take this down just let us know we uh, we don't mind we you know we just like that you made this music and we wanted to share it with people but you know if you got problems with us talking about it we're cool it's all right. Jay how can um, how can they get in touch with us how can uh, anybody get in touch with Twitter us on Twitter is at we listen number two number one or records at harveylovesharvey.com you can also find us on Instagram at we listen to records and uh, Facebook if you still do that okay um interestingly today we're recording this on january 2nd of 2019 yes um and i posted this on facebook so uh we just crossed the new year exactly 20 years ago on december 31st so two days before we record this yeah you and i saw unwound 
live at the Cooler in New York. Yes. Uh, Tiny venue, only a handful of us in the crowd. Yes. Amazing (laughs) show, nonetheless. They fucking killed it. So good. Um, I posted it on on the socials because it was just a great memory. Um, But if you guys, if you're listening to this and you haven't gone back to our earliest episodes, our first episode of this podcast was us talking about Unwound's new plastic ideas. And it was a lot. It was... 1999? 98. 98 New Year's Eve. Yeah, 99 I was living in Chicago, but okay, 98. 98. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep so uh, yep. anyway, um, our early episodes, we hadn't quite figured out the technology, but uh, go back, listen to that one. If you haven't checked out our archive, there's about 30 plus episodes online now. We've been doing this a while. And, uh, you know, I think we are starting to figure out how to make a podcast. <laughs> So, Jay, um, we were talking before we hit record. Yes. Um, we've talked for a while about doing a mailbag thing. Do we have a mailbag? I have a mailbag question, yes. I do. Finally. Okay. All right. So, before Jay asks this question, yes. listeners, if you can hear the sound of my voice <laughs> and you have questions for us, if you have complaints, concerns, go to those social media bullshit things that we just told you about a minute ago. Um, go to the Twitter. Send Jay a question. Send Jay a prompt ask him anything we don't care we just want to know that you're listening and hopefully we can provide advice ideas um, i don't know i don't think that either of us would be good with a romantic advice but no, honestly stop. it could be fun it's if you sent some questions no, about your love life fuck that um, music movies pet I would care never. we don't we, we're good at stop, all of it stop nothing sports we're interested in like real estate in real like estate, spokane washington yeah, we're all we're very sure. knowledgeable Jay, what's work, the what's the mailbag? Out, um, Shut the fuck up and okay. read the fucking mailbag. Okay, here it is. Here it is. This this is an email that comes from Mark in Brooklyn. He says, "Hey guys, do you need to have every record when you're into a band, or are you okay with just picking and choosing from the discography?" Oh, pick and choose, man. Pick and choose. <sighs> I mean, yeah. I think, I think yeah, I mean, going I, in I, informed at the, in this day and age, you can go on Spotify and listen to everything. But like earlier this episode, I mentioned a band that I kind of is new to me called Death Heaven, right? right. They've got five records out. Right. I like the new one. Don't like some of the older ones. But I think, so, sure, on a casual level, absolutely. But when it comes to, what, okay, what are you a completist for? For example, Unwound, me? obviously. Me, un- yeah, Unwound. For but what? Sure. A, what other? Are there other Pel- bands where you're like, I need to, I need Pelican, to, and I want for sure. right, right, Pelican. Sonic Youth, yeah, absolutely, Sonic Youth. Actually, right. I'm not even a Sonic Youth completist. I, I, no, I'm not. Sonic either. Youth <laughs> dropped off for me at about 97, 98. It's true. Like I forget. I forget machine. that. That's it. Yeah, that's about the time when I forget that. Like, oh yeah, there was like that one with the kids underneath that net, and like a bunch yeah, of other no, ones. I, Sonic Youth. Mirrors, so I'm not really NYC. a Sonic Youth completist. It's true. But Pelican, uh, yes, so far. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I, I mean, it's a long list. I, I think that there are bands that no, I am is. completest for, and I think that there That's are bands what, that that. The truth is, honestly, I think it's the age at which I came to the band. Yeah. Right. Like it's I'm true. in my 40s now. Yeah. So I'm quite happy discovering a band, being like, you know, I like this album. I don't like that one. I, it's fine yes. with me. You know. I, and I, yeah, I, for me, it definitely is space related. And sure. that, and that, and. The other thing, and I have such a hard time with this, and and with this band, for example, like White Stripes, okay? I have such a, like, I remember listening to White Blood Cells with Tim when we were, like, in his apartment, and he was like, man, you got to listen to this. And I was blown away, 
and then like we went to see them like play some show on the pier on the west side sure, sure. and then like caught them at random other places and like just loving them so much and it was so like oh my god this is like that that nirvana feeling of like here they're just they're just doing this they're so into this it's such an original sound and but now all of this has changed for me and maybe it's the way that they have evolved and jack white and the whole thing um that i am like second guessing it and sure. and to the point where i'm like i don't actually ever you know what i can't remember the last time i've listened yeah. to these records so i mean uh, I but guess i the, need to have them because they are like important to me to, there's lots of stuff way. that i own that's meaningful to me that i'll never get rid of even I if know. i don't look at it right i don't want to do and, that though yeah. i i don't i don't like that sure so i guess a bit back to mark's question like yes how much of a completist do you need to be if you like a band? I, I think it is contingent yeah. on your relationship to the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your desire, to, like you can't be a completist of everything on the face of the earth. No, right. No, you can't own everything. Yeah. So, yeah. is it a band that you, like, wrap your emotional support in? Is it a band that you have your cultural identity wrapped up in? Is it a band that you have a long yeah. history with? Is yeah. it a band that you've seen? Is it a band that you've been in? Is it a band that you're friends with? Right, yeah. Be a completist for the things that are meaningful to you, right? For I me, think that's e- what even is. owning like the shitty unwound albums makes me feel connected to the yes, band. Yes, yes, and I want that, right? Right, but I totally owning, get owning that. Owning a owning a fucking shitty Mastodon album does nothing for me because I don't have any connection <laughs> yeah. to that band. I, I but like, like one of their albums, I don't like one of the Fugazi, yeah. for example. I'm, yeah, exactly. I think you have to be pretty completist about just because. Well, and then I mean, Fugazi is is interesting, uh, but like a band like that that has such an arc, right? You know, right. like you can listen to beginning, middle, or end Fugazi, and they're such different experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like you're you're almost denying yourself a real interesting experience if you only listen to like late '80s punk era Fugazi right, or like right. early 2000s like esoteric like ethereal Fugazi. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you know. Having all of those allows you to experience that, right? Um, so yeah, I guess I'm I'm just gonna take the final thought on the on this question, which yeah. is, um, if you're if you feel the need to be a completist over a band, then do it, but you don't need yeah. to feel obligated to do it for every band. No, yeah, I think it's an interesting like line of of uh, I don't know. I I can relate to that idea of like I think this band is important and I really like them and I've. I've uh, it's and it's a dumb like comic book mentality of like, well, I really right. liked like their first three records, so I'm gonna keep going, right? Because I have a feeling that they're doing something, and and listen, and I'm all for that idea of sure. not writing it off right away and, and things evolving. I mean, Leaves Turn became my favorite album of Unwound, right? Not because well, yeah, you, it you, hit I me mean, right you, away. And, you deny yourself an opportunity for growth if you're too yeah. limited. Right, right, right. Actually, so this is this is an interesting segue into um, so picking thank our. You. Hold on one second. Oh, thank yeah. you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for your question. What are you doing? What are you I'm doing? I'm just ripping it up. It's question. You're ripping that it's up. Done. Okay. Yeah, we're done. It's, thank okay. you. Thank you, Mark. He sent you actual paper. <laughs> no, I printed. You, you, pr- you printed it out. Uh, I knew I can't remember it or bring it up at the. You know, I had to. Yeah. Okay. This is the first email. Well, so it's it's it my week to pick. Yes. Um, and like in the past, we've all you know we've been picking three records, right? Yes. 
and and I will, you know, I'm supposed to pick three. Right. But but there are no rules. No. Right. There's no. no. We're we're as punk as they come. Break them, make them, sure. and break them. So I have um I actually have seven for you today. Seven records to to pick from. <laughs> okay. Um and Hold I picked on, this let me bo- get my notebook. Okay. Get your ready. notebook. I'm ready. All right. And I picked these before we recorded this episode, so I don't. This is not like um. Based I picked on, these last based week. Based on them or us too or anything. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, th- I picked these a long time ago, but based on all of this conversation, I just want... Yeah. I picked these a long time ago, but I, I have seven. Okay. And I think you'll notice a theme. Um, I'm just going to read them in chronological order, if that's all right. Please. Okay, ready? Ready. Number one, Fugazi, 13 songs. Okay. Which is... Anybody who's a real true Fugazi fan knows that that's not a real record. It's a combo of two <laughs> records called Marjorie Walker and a self-titled record. Six songs on one, seven songs on the other. It's fine. But it's a real Most it's people a real album. know it as 13 songs, so fine. That's right. It's a real album. Um, it came out. I mean, they put it out that way. It's a real album. Fine. Not if you're a Fugazi purist. <laughs> like me. Kay. I had Marjorie Walker on a cassette. Right. In 1990. Yes. Um, so I'm a... But okay, thirteen songs. That's yes. the first option. Yes. Okay, you ready for the second one? Uh, is it? Um, uh, it's is re- it repeater. In on Fugazi. the Killtaker. Okay, re- repeater. <laughs> repeater. That's yeah. number two. I know which one I want to do. If you number if you, three. Yeah, in on the Killtaker. Fugazi uh, Steady Diet of Nothing. Okay, Steady Diet. Yep. Next. Number four is in on the Killtaker. That's the one I want to do. Number five is Red Medicine. Okay. Number six is End Hits. Okay. And number seven is The Argument. I want to do In, in other words, Kill Taker. You want to do In Kill Taker? I just finished that 33 and a third book that came out, and it's awesome. And, and I, it was like blowing my book. mind about where a lot yeah. of those songs have come if you from. And if you're listening stuff, to this podcast oh, and you haven't picked up that th- any 33 and a third that we talked about, but the In on the Kill Taker Fugazi one is really good. So, um, yeah, I want to talk about that. As you know, every Christmas I hang out with our friend Michael Equi. Um, Everyone and knows he's that. A, you know that. Now everybody knows that. Everybody knows I just shared that with the world. I know you that. Knew that. I know. Um, and Michael, of course, huge Fugazi fan, <laughs> yes, and also yes. was in a band in the '90s and had you know a lot of overlap with them. Um, so, I would like to propose uh, that yes. we do all the Fugazi records. Yes, with Mike. We, with Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I want to do that. Yeah, we got to call him up and get his yeah. his thoughts. Because I, on I, a lot I've of been these. feeling. I mean, I don't think every episode or every you know time we do this, but sometimes I feel a little constrained. When I, you know, like we were saying with Jesus and Mary Chain earlier, like there's yeah. so many good records. Why would yeah. you limit yourself to one? Why Why wouldn't we just yeah. do a mega episode where we talk about all of them? Sure. And, you know, Fugazi was on my brain because I read the 33 and a third and I saw Mike. Yeah. And, um, and we talked about him a lot this episode. So how would you feel? We'll just do, I don't know, either a couple episodes or one mega episode and just... It's going to be a couple just for time. No, nobody wants to listen to a six-hour six episode. So we're going to break it up. <laughs> <laughs> I I, no, no, I'm just saying. No, I'm. I'm sure it's going to be however long it is. I'm sure we'll break it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm guaranteeing we'll break it up. I don't know okay. if we'll break it up in like maybe we'll put those episodes back to back, or maybe we'll yeah. split them up. Well, I, I mean, don't know. Fugazi's career. I mean, we can talk about this offline, but Fugazi's career is interesting because yeah. there's the first two albums that are very clearly like punk. Yeah. 
yeah. then there's the two or three transitional albums in the middle where they're like part punk and then becoming something else. Right. And then there's the last two albums that are definitely something else. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And it's it's a they do have a really nice arc, so it'd be interesting, you know, as we discuss them to kind of go in chronological order and, and no, evolve. I, that's I was going to say. That's what I want to do with Mike is go. Okay, Mike. Repeater, go. Steady diet of nothing. Matt and go. Mike, go. What? Let's I, talk about I it. You know what I mean? And 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 yeah, how you came to it. All those, all that personal oh, shit yeah. that I love. It's not about like I don't want to. You know, I'm not critiquing the the, the music. Well, and that's just, what's so good about that know. 33 and a third is that it's as much about culture yeah. and the punk scene yeah. and the mentality of the band and the mentality of the audience. Yeah. When in on the kill taker came out, because I remember. I remember when Steady Diet came out and yeah. everybody was like, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> but it still had enough of like the poop, the repeater punky sound uh-huh. that you were like, okay, I get what, you know, there's some stuff on here I don't get, but yeah. I, there's enough of it to make me happy. But then yeah. Killtaker came out and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we could have a great conversation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, so we can make listeners, uh, your homework is to listen to every Fugazi record. Yep. Which. If you are listening to this podcast and not already a fan of Fugazi, I don't know how you got here. Um, and well, yeah. I, I, I'm honestly, I'm a little jealous that you get to have the experience of listening to every Fugazi record for the first time. I mean, for the rest of us who know this band and love this band, just fucking get back to it. I'm sure you listen, listen to them every listen day. Listen to it again. And uh, yeah, and I you, think we gotta we gotta text Mike right now and, and nail down a, gonna, some yeah, kind of time because and we gotta make this happen. I'm excited. All right. So, um, Jay, why don't you pick a track to play oh, us yeah. out on? It's uh, going to be. This week was Them or Us 2, Remain. What's the name of the track, Jay? The, uh, I'm going to play us out on a track called Marilyn. Marilyn. All right. This has been We Listen to Records. <laughs>